So how are you doing? Good. Feels like Christmas is coming quick. Yes, definitely staring down the barrel of <laughs> like all the delivery like windows are now encroaching into Christmas. Oh, that's what it is. Right, right, right. Because I'm getting all these emails like last day to order for shipping by the 25th. Yeah, that's what it totally. is. Totally. The pressure. <laughs> no doubt. So um, I had a question for you and... It is, is follow your passion the worst advice ever given? And what you really should do is figure out what you're good at and get really good at it and do it. Really good question. So it depends. So like the the, undergarment. (laughs) Okay. So, so there's, there's different sides to argue. So like one of, I, I always say if people are like, Oh, you know, sometimes I'm asked like, what's the best piece of advice you ever got? And like one of the things dad said that really always stuck with me was, you know, uh, follow your pet. No, what did, geez, no, I can't remember it. That's pretty bad. Like follow your, no, not follow your dream and the money will come. It's like, do we, oh yeah, this is it. Do what you love and the money will follow. And, and in the micro that's BS, but in the macro, I think it works. So it's a question of focus. It's a, I think it's a level of focus, like, because in the, if you look across the course, you know, if I look across the course of 52 years and I think like, and I just zoom in on doing music, it doesn't work. But if I zoom out to my whole life, I'm always doing stuff I love. So that's kind of awesome. You know what I mean? So it, it kind of boils down to like, whether or not that's good advice is what you're shooting for. Are you shooting for fulfillment and happiness? Or are you shooting for a billion dollars in the bank? If you're shooting for a billion dollars in the bank, it's probably terrible advice. But I think shooting for a billion dollars in the bank is kind of done too. So if you, so the, where the rubber meets the road with this question is when like I'm talking to someone and they don't know what to do. They don't know what, they don't even know. Sometimes I ask people, well, what do you like doing? They're like, or like even backing up, they'll say like, oh, you know, my business is, is not where I want it to be. I'm stuck. I'm not making as much money. I'm working harder than ever. I'm not getting ahead. You know, so they've got all these pains and it's like, okay, well, if we're gonna, if we're gonna like, um, fix that like what do you want things to be like you know what's the desired future state and a lot of times they can't answer beyond i want to have clients who appreciate me and value my work and pay me handsomely for you know it's like really vague stuff that's not actionable (laughs) it's like well no no shit like you want to work with awesome clients who value what you do duh can you get a little more specific and and then it's like and then it gets really hard really fast because they have a difficult time distinguishing between stuff they would enjoy activities they would enjoy undertaking on a daily basis so that's the passion thing and stuff that has economic value and they cannot disentangle those two things so they they almost can't think of things they like unless they also know that there's some obvious value proposition there so i almost have to talk to somebody for a half an hour before they actually start revealing that they love skiing for example or or whatever but but i can't make any money skiing it's like okay but you're not you know i'm like we're hunting here. It's an exploration. And the, I think the framework for, if the situation is, if someone says that to me and at, you know, if somebody came to me and was like, Oh, is that good advice? And I would say like, well, maybe. And the framework that I like to use for somebody that's in a situation where they don't know what to do next. Should I close my business? Should I get a job? Should I start a new business? Should I start a side hustle? Um, should I wait to quit my job until, um, some future date and do something in the meantime to give myself a cushion. Right. So like all of these specifics are really important because, you know, people have responsibilities. Maybe they have kids and dogs and wives and and husbands and and so forth. And they don't want to like, you want to land the plane, not crash the plane. I mean, the plane ends up on the ground either way, but you want it to be like a smooth transition. So the, the model that I think works the best is if you think of a Venn diagram of three circles, one of them is skills. So that's the stuff you're awesome at, even if you hate it. Like stuff you're just like mad good at, but you're either bored of it or you you don't like it for whatever reason, or, or maybe nobody... you're, maybe you're frustrated with the application of those skills as well. Or, yeah, whatever it is, it's the stuff you would probably put on a resume if you're trying to get a job. It's like it's not necessarily valuable. It's not necessarily something you like, but you're just a natural. You're just like like you know, is Cooper passionate about a, about karate? I don't know, but he is a natural. He's got the body shape for it. He's got the flexibility for it. He's got the speed. He's a natural. In two years, he might hate it. It might be the most boring thing ever, but it's never going to change that he is a natural and that is a skill that won't go away. 
you know, so there's skills. It's kind of like guitar, like you know, after 30, 40 years of playing, I'm an okay guitar. I would put it in my skills column, but it's just like, it's boring now. It doesn't, it just bores me. Um, so that, that's the skills stuff. It's your superpowers, shit you're great at. And then there's a, a circle, the passion circle, which is stuff you love doing, but you might suck at and no one cares about. For me, that's drumming. I love drumming. The feel of drumming, the, the rush, all of that stuff. I don't mean rush the band, of course. I'm more of an ACDC drummer, but like drumming is like a total rush. Absolutely love it. I could do it for hours every day. Um, singing, same thing. Um, writing, same thing. I could just do it for hours. Writing software, writing books, writing articles. I just love writing. I love drumming. But that doesn't mean that I'm good at it. And it doesn't mean that anybody cares. Like they're going to pay me for it. Uh, Romulan calligraphy is the example I always give. It's like I'm amazing at Romulan calligraphy. I love it. Or that's actually a skill. I love Romulan calligraphy. I suck at it and nobody wants it. So that's that's the passions, call, uh, passions circle. And then there's the market circle. So is there a market? Is there any overlap between the passion circle, the skill circle, and the market circle where people are out there looking for a solution to a problem that you can provide with something that is in that overlap between your skills and your passions? So, so the in the micro... I think asking about somebody's passions is part of the conversation, but if they are a shitty drummer, but they just love doing it, it's, it's tough to say, yeah, you should quit your job and just live in a van in a van and and drum. Like maybe that'll work out, but that, you know, at a certain age that starts to become bad advice. So I I see those those three things interacting. So, so I want to make sure I'm not missing missing a piece. So the the first thing is, in retrospect, you you wouldn't want to look back at one any one particular example, but over the long curve of your history, you'd say you know to the extent you've focused on doing things that you love, it has panned out. But in any, in any given moment, you might have looked at that arc of the history, and it's not really panning out. Yeah, there was a time then, after I yeah, there was a time after I explicitly gave up on music where I was like, that was shitty advice. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. And that, right. And then, but that's, that's a long time to have that chalked up to, well, you might have to look at this question in, in the, in the scope of these micro examples. Cause in what other way are they useful or, you know, yeah, like, but the second thing is if, if for people that don't know where to, to start in terms of, uh, you know, do I even have a passion or whatever? What do I do next? You're saying, don't just look at passion. Look at these three things. Yeah, right. You, it is so, absolutely possible yeah. to be passionate about something that that you cannot. I mean, the the supposition is that we're like that. You need to make a living like that. We didn't even say that out loud, but it's like the I just took that question in the context of like and you know follow your passion and I won't starve to death. Right. Because obviously if, if, if food or money is not a problem, then of course, follow your passion. But it's implied in the question like, like, but how do I make a living doing something I love doing that no one wants? And it's like, well, that is a that is perhaps impossible, uh, an impossible thing to solve. If no one wants Romulan so, calligraphy, it does not matter how long you've been doing it or how much you love it. No one will pay you for that. So what was the guy? Take me back to the podcast that you did with the dude that used to work at The New York Times. Yeah, and Adam Davidson, passion economy. So if I right. remember something from that conversation, it was it was like he was saying that I didn't know this was going to turn into a thing. Wasn't was that, a, that? A, kind of a big component of it? Was like I didn't know this was going to be valuable, or am I mixing it up with something else? I don't honestly remember, but you're right. The title of his book is The Passion Economy. He's but but it's a whole book, you know. Like he really gets into the details. It's not as cliche or simplistic as like just do what you love and the money will come. It, it's like um, you know, because I've been smacked in the face dozens and dozens of times by the, the the build it and they will come bullshit like that. That quote is from a movie that has dreams in the title. It, it's like right. it doesn't work. So, yeah. I mean, and, and, yeah, yeah go ahead. Well, it, it can work by accident. And then you get all this survivor bias when somebody's like, oh, I just did what I loved. And now I'm freaking Mark Zuckerberg or, you know, someone super financially successful. And it's like, yeah, but what about the billion examples that did exactly the same thing, but ended up well, that's, working? That's exactly the Wells challenge. Fargo. Yeah. Right. Like that's, that's totally the challenge is like, you know, it, 
it's all great retrospective from the right person, but how do you turn it into advice? Uh, yes. And, and that's where I think that framework is critical. I think those three circles, and it's not, I didn't make that up. I mean, it's, it's fairly well known, but I, I find it very useful. It's called the, sometimes people will call different, the, the different circles, different things, but, um, you know, it's, I mean, it's, it's when you, when you think of those three categories, it's kind of like, well, duh, you know, like I'm good at it. I like doing it and people want to give me money to do it. Well, okay. So then it's a question of making yeah. lists. So it's like, all right, what are the lists? What are the lists of things in the skills column? And the and, and people have a hard time doing that. Sometimes they have to talk to people who know them well and say, like, well, what would you say my skills are? Because a lot of them are soft skills. The hard skills are much easier to, to identify because you're certified in something or whatever. Like you might be a lawyer and be amazing at it, but you hate it, right? So it's not in your passion. Lawyering is not in your passions column. So it's like, I think well, that is one of the biggest challenges is figuring out, figuring these, these, these questions are very challenging to, to sort out. Mm-hmm. For sure. What, what am I good at and what am I passionate about? And like how you even tease that stuff out. Like I was saying before, like, um, uh, I forgot what I was saying before, but it was something like, um, you know, you could be, uh, good at, good at something, but wait, what, what was it? I don't know. There, it's kind of like I could be, um, the application of my skill mm-hmm. I could oh, hate, right. you know? So yeah, like maybe what yeah, I'm really did, good at is logical thinking, yep. but I hate, writing legal briefs or that's not a good example, but like you could misplace what what your skill is potentially if you're not like, I don't know how you get to what the skill is, you know, like, okay, you can talk about what you do all day long. I don't know. It's really hard to parse out how you would figure out these things. It's a great point because you, for example, you might be amazing at like design thinking, but you've, but you are, have been a freelancer for 30 years and you absolutely despise your clients, the kinds of clients that you're attracting. So so then it could potentially be like, well, wait a second, do I not like design thinking because my client experience has been so bad because I picked the wrong target market or I'm packaging up these, these skills in, in the wrong way? Cause you're right. The application of the, of the, of the, um, skill or yeah, the application of this skill could be applied to a market or packaged in a way that is distasteful to the packager. So that's a good point. But that's not usually the problem that usually there's a much more fundamental problem when I'm talking to someone, which is they don't know what they, they can't remember what they like. It's kind of a, I've given up on my dreams kind of vibe where they can't even remember what they used to like. It's, it's, it's like, I I almost can't work with someone like that. I'm like, I don't know where to go. Like, if you don't know what you like, and the only desire that you have is a completely self-centered desire to have X dollars in the bank, I don't know how to help you get there because I, I could give you a bunch of, a bunch of routes to that path, a bunch of tactics to that, uh, I don't want to say eventuality, but to that possibility, but you're going to give up on it. Like, I know you're going to give up because, because there's no, there's no path. If there's no passion, you will give up, you know? So you, a lot of times when I talk to somebody who's just like, I don't know what I like. And we work together for a couple of weeks, you know, like multiple phone calls and stuff, and we still can't figure it out. And they talk to their wife or husband or, you know, friends and family or parents, and, and they can't, they can't remember ever liking anything or they can't remember um, ever feeling a sense of mastery. So something in the skills column, if they can't figure any of that stuff out, I'm like, I'm unarmed. Like I, I, I I'm like, get a job and f- keep thinking about it. Like just get a paycheck well, that, somewhere that, while you figure it out. That makes Explore me Explore the world relate. a little. Yeah. That makes me relate to like, uh, like Lily, um, mm-hmm. and, or, or kids, I'll maybe just generalize, but I'll use her as the example um, mm. because it relates to me when I was in high school too. Although I had some, some, I latched onto some idea anyway, coming out of high school. But mm. like, if you, like, if you don't know, like some of it, you just have to start doing stuff and figuring yeah, and exploring. Like, I think you have to say like, what I'm going to, I'm going to pick something. It's not forever, but I'm going to throw myself at it and just see what happens. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's still and- like a huge range to pick from. And even, like she doesn't know what she wants to do, but she's still able to narrow it down to a handful of things that are very different. Mm-hmm. But then you really could just throw a, a dart at the board and pick one of the things and, and go and do it. I've done know? the dart or, or thing. Or work in yeah. that area, you know? I've done the dart thing with people in their 30s and 40s, and it never works. It might work. It might work with someone. Well, in but the, to work to, to demonstrate that you don't like that thing. That, I, think, I mean, I mean if, if you don't... if. Like you were saying, like if the person has no demonstrated 
no recognized skills, no recognized passions, which sounds to me a lot like a 17 year old, um, or me at 39, um, which are, you know, that's probably just my developmental delay is like, (laughs) then what, what choice do you have? Do you, you can't sit on the couch. Like you've got to pick something, you know, like I shouldn't have gone to, I shouldn't have worked in a warehouse forever, you know, like that, that's not a dartboard item. Like that was hiding. And to some degree that was hiding, right? Like okay. there's yeah, no fair. universe where like, if I'm trying to cast about for my future, like that it was going to be working in a warehouse. Like that's not a launch pad for anything. That's hiding. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, but I worked there too. And it did feel like a launch pad to me because I had something going on outside that was. Yeah, you did. It's different yeah. for you. It was but, not that way for me. But here's, so I, you know, we obviously both have kids. Like don't you from the outside like she might not know what she's good at or what she likes but can't you tell as an outside observer because like i can i can look at cooper and maggie and there's there's stuff that i recognized in their behavior when they were infants that were clearly different from each other and and indicated a natural propensity for a certain kind of thinking for example and maybe that's a stretch to put that in the skill column but yeah, and that's a different bucket right there because that's just um, that's different. I feel like I feel that's like that's not the a skill. kind of stuff, or maybe skill is not the best word. I, I feel no, talent, but I think it's important maybe? too, like a propensity for for. But that's almost like you have to add another circle of the Venn diagram to just talk about your like your your character, or I don't know what the right word for it is. But mm. Your propensities, the your your personality. No, yes and no. I, I see like this so. More here's as... a, here's an example for, for with me. Like I'm, yeah. I am naturally at work all all about like we're gonna solve this problem. Like part of what I and what I what dawned on me recently is not everybody's like that. And <laughs> this is probably gonna fail. Like people like that. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Like this is not solvable, or this isn't in my lane to solve, or whatever. I'm just like not I don't care job. about anything. Like we. Well, Whatever the reason is, mm-hmm. I am valuable to other people simply because I will fix. I'm a fixer. Like I'm, you know, like I will fixer. fix. Things. There you go. There. You, okay. Stop. 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 So I would have said that about you in high school. So I do think the things in the skills column, or call it the talents circle, the skills circle, or the talent circle, are things that are totally obvious to people that have known you for a long time. It's not job specific. It's like it's not a skill. Like I'm good at Photoshop. It's more like, um, like, like you're probably the funniest person I've ever, like you're right up there is the funniest person I've ever met. So like, that's the greatest like, thing. So we can just end the, we can end this right now. We should just stop right now. Like, Cause somebody's that's like, oh, what, what's your brother Matt? Like, I'm like, he's fucking hilarious. And anybody, anybody could say that, but it wouldn't mean as much except for coming from you or dad, you know, and it all dates back to Wangler in the car and maybe you remember what I'm talking about, but yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Right. So we really, we really are done here. That was awesome. Yes. So, so I think, and, and but I that's think, very well hidden from, but the person never everybody knows in that. my life. I got to tell you that. Yeah. And well, maybe, 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 yeah, maybe you should have been a writer at Saturday Night Live or Simpsons or like you, you totally could have been a writer for the Simpsons or could be, it's still a show, but you know, not to, it's not, it's not about regrets or anything, but it's like, you can get input from other people who see this stuff clearly, but would have no reason to mention it. Like you have to set up that scenario. So like, um, like, like, you know, I don't want to, you know, my kids can hear me from here and they'll probably listen to this. So I, I don't want to like, I don't want to like, uh, you don't want to put them in a box. Yeah. Right. I don't want to, yeah, but, but there's some obvious yeah. talents that one has that the other doesn't and, and vice versa. And same with Erica. Like I could see stuff about Erica. It's really hard for me to say it about me though. So I don't, you know, there's some things that I can, I can see there's evidence that I, have been doing it but that's i think that's literally only because i've been working for myself for since 2006 so i have a i can see when money comes in and when money does not come in <laughs> so, but i think i think the things that go in the skills or talents or or superpowers circle are lifelong things that you couldn't change if you wanted to there's stuff that you might even not like about yourself or you're not you don't particularly care for that that you're just happen to be great at you know like whatever whether it's skiing or humor or fix i would have said fixer i would have said that yeah so that's interesting because there's a whole industry that has shot up around this topic and it's a failure from my perspective it is a yeah, miserable shit show of an industry that you, you might as well go you might do. as well go find a witch yeah. you know and and uh, 
and to say, you know what, please, you know, go find, you know, the, the wizard at the wizard of, I mean, it's such a piece of garbage. I mean, I think, uh, and this is just heavily colored by my personal experience, but just everybody else that struggled trying to figure this stuff out. Mm. Um, and it's also one of those things that if you could figure out a formula for it, you would be a gajillionaire because you would just have every hopeful affluent parent knocking on your door saying, please, you know, give my kid the top three professions that they should go in and, and, you know, run it through your system. And, and there they are. Like, it's such trash. Yeah. And tr- I, I like, mean, I remember I, like, I, I can, I'm thinking back to like specific um, tests that were done in at Gorton mm-hmm. and where the results came out. And I don't remember what mine was, but it was so bad that I remember joking to the point where like, I thought it was, true for years and then christy was like it can't possibly be true that they recommended that you should become a shepherd and i'm like yeah maybe you're right but like (laughs) it it had become a real memory of mine that the output of the of the survey was that i shepherd would be a good choice for me oh um so but not just that it's just i mean you know how crooked my path was i mean or maybe you don't but like my path to yeah yeah i do when i finally got a job at at um in 2006 Mm. so i'm 35 at this point Mm -hmm. it was you couldn't have stumbled more into the job but i did find the words coming out of my mouth like i think this was my calling this is what i should have been doing all along you know stuff like that and i was Mm. why the way it felt because i was like oh Wait, why did I say those things what? about yeah. it? Yeah, like you. Yeah, because it was finally like wh- who I no, I totally meant it. I meant it mm. to my core. Like it was yeah. like it was a huge relief because I didn't think I had a a place in the world where I fit and could add value. You know, mm. for mm. until I until then. And and don't get me wrong, that was the first year that I was in that job. Learning mm. the skills to do that job was it was one of the worst years of my life. Mm. because it was hard to learn the skills to the actual skills to do the job. But this other thing that you'd referenced that is like the propensity or like my natural makeup inclination, yeah, fixer inclinations, but it is a different thing because like it was those things that carry me through to this day, feeling like I'm a natural fit for my job, but I still had to learn a ton of skills. I, I, now I understand what you're saying. To be able to do it. Yeah. 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 And that's a really you're right there almost is another circle there but you know what the the stuff that you're describing as skills i kind of don't care about them in this framework but but it's a you're raising a great point which is i have often described this as the stuff you'd put on your resume but it's really not it's really different the stuff that would come out of like like you said like who your people close to you and what they would say yeah you bring to the table i guess but but Drilling in a little bit on what questions you would ask the people around you would help clarify what it is that we're trying to get at, I think. Mm -hmm. But like, just to close the point out, like when I got that job and started doing that work, it just burned into me like a brand that I was, I was angry. I was like, really, really, nobody that was counseling me had any idea that this would be a fit. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, Mm. this is like a... Like when you look at it, like you could have put this on a list, you know, of things that might work, you know, but it, it's, but like the fact that, that, uh, yeah, I mean, but the fact that I'd gone through so many different rounds of coaching and counseling and job counseling and career counseling and, Mm. and just none of it, none of it ever pointed at public administration at all. I mean, or public policy or, um, yeah what a miss what a total miss like fuck all you people who say you're good at picking this for people like like you suck yeah well so well so here i'm i'm starting to recognize that there is there is some kind of it's not necessary i think it's it's not causal but there's a lot of correlation with age here because because someone that's like in high school right now if who's trying to decide what to go, go to college for i honestly would be like it doesn't fucking matter it literally doesn't matter just pick something you like it doesn't matter like oh but especially I don't want to for the first long... two years yeah like just go just go to a decent liberal arts school and have fun like it, it doesn't i, I don't uh, outside of the obvious exceptions like doctors and lawyers i don't think i know a single person that's anywhere near the major that they anywhere near a career that was in the major that they 
that they t- had in college. I mean, it's like a joke. Yeah. You and I are the the last people that someone should be talking about talking to if they if they think that it matters what school to go to. <laughs> so you're not going to get two people that care less than, than the two of us. I think right. And so and so for somebody, I mean, if this is if this is a, if this is a conversation stemming from the age at which Dad would have said this to me, which would have been high school, it's actually great advice. Like if you just find stuff that you love doing. Others, the other, the money will work itself out. And, you know, we live in a first world country and, and, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, privilege in that statement, but you, you know, and I've lived in a van, you've lived on a beach, like the, you know, things don't always, you're, you're not always going to be making money. You're not always going to be stoked. It's not like that was for con- one night, by the way, oh, okay. I, I had a house at the time, but <laughs> you're not always going to be stoked and be like, yeah, this is awesome. Like when we were, when we worked at like classic wine, I wasn't like on, on a certain level, I wasn't stoked, but on, on another level, I was ecstatic. So it was very high and low, you know, it was very high and low. It was just like, fuck what I'm going to eat this weekend. I have no food or yeah. money. But you when know? you're, like you said, when you have a path and it's, you can see the future, it's different yeah you're on a mission like if you have a mission and it was a failed mission and at that point in time it's possible that i could have said you know i could have been bitter about somebody being like oh you you know you should have told me to go into computers i did computers in the 80s i should have just stayed in it the whole time and now i'd be a billionaire or something but but you wouldn't listen to them either first yes 100 percent. and in fact one time when i was a senior in high school nelson was at the house at briarcliff and he said uh you know what you ought to do? You ought to join the Navy. <laughs> and I was like, I could not have ever been more like, uh, I could not care less about you as a human because you obviously know absolutely nothing about me. And so, it, but in retrospect, it was a good idea. But so like as an, as a, what was he, 60 something or 70, probably 60 something at the time, you know, it, it's like, was it good advice or bad advice? It was probably good advice. You know, would I have, would I, there's a lot of things about operating inside of a really efficient system that I would have, I wish I knew that, that years later, I wish I had known that stuff. Yes. I would have hated it. Yes. I would have despised like morons giving me orders. Yes, yes, yes. I would have hated that. And there was no way in hell I was ever going to do that. But it, but it, it was a reasonable thing to suggest. Like it wasn't unreasonable. No, I, I agree. And I, I think some of this probably it, when, if we were to think on this more, you know, outside of this conversation, like a, a couple things jump out at me is like how to, you know, beyond developing the, what the skills thing is and how you could actually, you know, as, as they say on some of the, some, uh, you know, other folks I listen to, like, how do you cash it out? How do you like convert that into something that you could ask and take action on? But the other thing is like your stage of life, mm-hmm. um, Maybe I'm not, I'm not sure, but it does feel like it's a little bit different for somebody that, um, is coming out of, out of high school or, 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 or maybe just doesn't have a lot of experience in the world mm. where, where like trying to give somebody advice at that point about what are you good at? What's your passion? And they're saying, I, I just don't know yet. And you're saying back to them, like, it doesn't matter. Just pick something and, and do it. Um, uh, no, I, that's, I, that's not exactly what I would say. It's so if, if they were like, I don't, I would, I would say something, well, look, travel, go travel Europe. Like, so there's two, I see two phases. I see people oscillate back and forth between two phases. There's some people never actually do the oscillation, but I see some people oscillate between two phases. One is the exploration phase and one is the mission phase. So you explore until you find something you're super passionate about. And then you're on a mission with that thing. And you need to figure out a way to fund that mission so you can keep putting Cheerios in the bowl. But if you, you know, and then for me, and I, and I'm not the only one, I know other people like this, it goes in like a 10 or 12 year cycle usually where I get super interested in a particular thing and I'd be happy to do it 18 hours a day. And then at a certain point, maybe 10 years later, I start to get bored of it for whatever reason, it's different reasons, but I get bored of it. And then I switch to a different mission, but there's a phase where like, I might not know what the next mission is and I need to explore a little bit or percolate or simmer. So for somebody like I mean, the idea of taking a gap year before college to me is like a slam dunk. Like if you don't know where you want to go or what you want to do, just like, like 
explore. It, it depends a lot on your risk tolerance. It requires exploration. I just think the only thing I would say is just like, you can't just sit back and wait to receive an, an epiphany. Like, right. You, 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 nothing's clear to you right now, but like, you just need to, to show up in some setting and give yourself an opportunity to, to, like you said, see what's out there and see how you respond to it. So I think that's one category that I think is is very challenging for for people to take a hold of. Like just thinking back to me in Boston, like all right, well I'm just going to start doing a thing. So I went back to school, mm. which was a thing, and I was you know earning money, and that was a thing. And that like it is an interesting thing to think about, like how long you pursue those you know explorations before yeah. you figure out it's you know it's not a match and shift. That's challenging. Yeah, um, there's signs though. You start procrastinating, you start dreading, you start, if you're sensitive to the way that you feel about the activities of the thing, you can notice that, that you start to dread it and procrastinate and, and there's different kinds of procrastination. It's not always a, a clear signal. It's, but if you, if you're like, if you're just like, you know, like, like I used to play guitar 18 hours a day at Berkeley. Like it was my favorite thing. I would do, I would rather do that than like literally anything. And I was just obsessed with it. But you, you can't manufacture that obsession in somebody else. Like you, it either happens or it doesn't happen. And maybe it's not that extreme. But when I find someone who has that, then it's a little bit, it's much easier to be like, okay, now we just need to find a way to monetize that. What's the obvious well, way to monetize that, this obsession? That That's the other thing that's of interest to me in all this. And I think it wasn't so much the whole passion book that the, the New York Times guy yeah, uh, had written, but it was more like, when you guys were asking like, what is the formula for success? And he's like, I don't know, I can't bottle it. But like the, it is interesting to me that of the things that are successful, I wonder how much of the time it is at its core, something that you just go really deep on and have go to a level of, of production or analysis or interest or time spent Mm -hmm. where there's a level of mastery that, that other people don't have access to just by sheer fact of the amount of time that they don't spend on it and the time that you do spend on it. And that won't always turn into value in the, in the Venn diagram on the market side. But I think sometimes it can, you can generate a market from that. And that's when things get really dangerous for those of us that are on the front end of, of the, what should I do with my life? And, you know, you've got a person that says, well, I went deep on this thing. And then the, then the world responded like, Mm. Well, there wasn't a market there, and maybe you'd say there was a market, and people just weren't aware of it. You no, know, but they I, tapped into something. Yeah, you know, yeah. So, so, I'm actually so I'm a big Seth Godin fan, and his his are he's anti passion. He's like, no, just show up every day and do something and get amazing at executing this, like get mastery and stick with it, and you will you will come to love the mastery of the thing. So it kind of doesn't matter what the thing is, or at least it's a very broad, broad uh, domain space where you could kind of pick laundromats. I want to revolutionize like the way I'm going to start a chain of laundromats. I'm going to revolutionize the way laundry is done. And, and even if you don't actually care about that, all of the parts of personality that you will bring to bear on it will make it more interesting to you because if you're doing it in your own way, and then you like, if you go deep, 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 the argument is that you will become passionate about it because you made it your own. It's not like it's not like you're you have a franchise laundromat and you're not allowed to do what you want. But the my argument against that is like comes from coaching actual humans in actual situations and they can't make themselves go deep on something without some kind of promise or at least likelihood at the other end that they're going to enjoy it. And and Seth Godin, the Seth Godin school would respond, well, you just have to make the leap. And I'm like, well, that's bullshit because that's the whole problem with this conversation. So like, they're like, you know, the problem is, and I started to say this before it like has a lot, my advice to someone has a lot to do with their current risk tolerance. It's like Lily's risk tolerance is probably through the roof right now. Nobody's depending on her. You know, she doesn't have to like, she doesn't have a mortgage. It, she could do whatever. You know, but like, there's a there. As an aside, there's just a different perspective. She's not her risk isn't about that. It's her her risk is that she's gonna you know ha- start a trajectory that she won't be able to correct for. You know, it's it's a an an analysis. There's not enough data, and so the analysis becomes arrested 
and then there's you know fear and paralysis but okay, like yeah i mean that's a very adult you know, situation I'm, I'm i guess that makes sense but, it, but I, it's kind of irrelevant to the point that you were bringing up that like risk tolerance matters like as an example i watched this movie with benedict cumberbatch who clearly has an alien father and a human mother or vice versa because that guy is crazy looking yeah um yeah. uh if you get a chance google benedict cumberbatch's neck and just see the image that you get back but he is he was playing this artist in like i don't know david copperfield like um you know era england mm. and they basically this is a actually it's this is funny this is this is exactly a movie that like touches on all these topics because he was clearly a very different he was wired differently than most people and had incredible skill at sketching mm -hmm. he sketched with with both hands at the same time apparently oh, that's madness and very fast but he wasn't interested in it, it was boring it was so easy. he did that for a he did that for a job yeah. meanwhile he's he's taking out patents everywhere and he's like I'll just make wrong examples because I can't remember well, but like invent languages or, you know, what he really wants to be is an inventor, I think, and patent things and so forth. But what ends up happening is he has he has a job writing, you know, making illustrations for um, like a periodical and he becomes valuable to them. And then at one point does an illustration of a cat and the cat illustrations take off and he he like after uh he never uh patents it he never he never copyrights it or trademarks it they get used all over the world he gets doesn't get a dime for it he ends up living in in, in poverty after uh, the arc of a lifetime that involved like serious mental illness for him and his family i mean it was the most depressing arc you could watch in a movie mm. uh, just just terrible and then at the the end that what's supposed to be the feel good moment is <laughs> All of his adoring fans basically do the 1800s version of a GoFundMe and you know put him in a nicer institution at the end. Yeah, yeah. I mean this is a really story that Hollywood it. likes to tell, though. I mean, I don't know anybody like that. Well, in, I think it's life. it's, but it's a lot of 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 people. If you take the point being that, like he went when he started illustrating the cats, that was his 18 hour a day thing. He was doing it for. Um, to process his grief when his his wife died mm. and it just happened to be that everybody else ended up loving it you know like he i i didn't say that very well because the illustration he was doing for the periodical was was very boring to him but when his wife died he he couldn't stop doing drafts of these cats the problem was he was schizophrenic yeah, and right. he was starting to see illness. them in real life right you know but but the point being that nobody would have found that valuable if he didn't spend 18 hours a day like like doing it and putting it out there you know like he went very deep on on cat illustrations yeah well the point that stands out to me is that he had a motivation for doing it that most people aren't going to have so i i have never been able to get someone to just pick a thing to go deep on and then do it for more than three months i mean they just like this is like unless it's it got unless some they like it so so but you how but you can't auto generate passion when you're in that phase like Right. So you're dead in the water, right? Like, well, usually the problem when I'm talking to someone who can't come up with a passion, it's usually because the question they hear is, what do you love doing that you can make a million dollars at? And they can't come up with anything. But that's not the question I asked. The question I asked is, what do you love doing? And they'll be like, oh, well, like making dinner for my family. I'm like, okay, that's a start. I'm like, but I can't make a million dollars making dinner for my family. And I'm like, well, we're just looking for passions at this point. We'll look up for market later. So it's very difficult for people's brain and even though I tell them this, they still follow into it. It's like not one of those things you can just turn off like a light switch. So not, it's very difficult to think of Pat. If, when someone says, oh, what do you love doing? What are your passions? They almost, when they can't answer and they're like, they've been around a little bit, they're maybe in their forties. It's almost always because they think the question they're hearing is, what do you love doing that you can make a million dollars at? And they don't have an well, answer almost, for that. But then also it, it could, it could relate back to this sub definition around skills right so what am i passionate about well i i like the fixing mm -hmm. right so that's all but that's also a propensity like well i think when people yeah so that's in asked, that overlap between those two circles right right so I who think needs people, fixing the most then the next question is who needs fixing the most so that's when you start talking about the market but that's the easy piece like that that's just looking around 
doing a little but bit that's of insanely vague as well like i i don't know even know if it it doesn't how does it qualify as a passion i guess that would be the, the thing i guess any if anything turns you on you like doing it yeah spreads your toes floats your boat you just dig it there's no explanation you just like it i'll be like maggie what you know why'd you do that my brain told me to <laughs> it just well, wanted that's, i wanted to you know yeah, the, the, that's the, what we do all day long way, the trite way that people say it <laughs> yeah the trite way that people say it is like it's something you do for free you know but i think that's stupid it it's it's but it's kind of like that it's like stuff that you that if if money wasn't an object you would do it and you probably would do that like if money wasn't an object i could totally imagine you being like uh, some kind of uh, I'm, I'm struggling to remember the word but some kind of not facilitator but like uh and not marriage counselor but it's in that department a negotiator like like uh like someone who brings two you know like israel and palestine together like how much would it get you off to be in negotiations between israel and palestine like honestly yeah literally i would never i would never do that okay <laughs> just because i i feel like that's intractable but like the and and then i'm unqualified i would never all right so I, imposter syndrome is a difference yeah. okay so maybe that maybe the maybe the scope is too big but let's say well i was taking what you were saying very literally but i mean i get your i get your point i meant it literally but, but I, okay but oh. you wouldn't well that. yeah no i feel deeply unskilled to to do that uh but that's okay no but see now you're confusing skill and pa like the skill category with the passion category if you so uh, now okay that revealed something interesting the possibility of resolving that situation is not interesting to you unless you're sure you could succeed at it. Yeah. Yeah. Like you don't even want to stand up to get on the plate unless you can, you know, unless you're pretty sure you're going to hit a home run. Well, I, well, I don't know that I would say that because I, I, every day that I, every day is a leap of faith that I'm going to be able to solve a problem. But, but that one's just like, too, that one, ridiculous. Would, they, everybody should laugh me out of the room. That'd be like, you might, you know what I mean? Like there's, no, I, know what you mean. I don't have any, I wouldn't, I don't have, see, I wouldn't even yeah. want the shot at it. I wouldn't even want to be good at that. You know what I mean? I, but I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like I, and I don't think I'm a, a great negotiator necessarily either. That's like not the right word. What's, but, what's the word for somebody who mediates between two warring parties? Like what's the word for that? It's like not facilitator. It's mediator. Not mediator. I guess, I guess that is media. I barely knew her. <laughs> no, but some, but it seems like, and that seems like to me from the outside, it seems like your job is a lot of that, like, like getting people to agree about stuff and compromise and negotiate is not really the right word, but it's kind of like negotiation, isn't it? Like trying to get two two disagreeing parties to compromise on something. I don't know. The way I see it is it's like there's an optimism to it that that's the crucial ingredient that I don't think about ever, but is ever present in the, in, in it. Mm -hmm. And, um, like that and being able to stay focused on on the end goal and not i i don't know like no, I it, know you mean. it's yeah there's yeah. So, it's Eyes not the as there, yeah stay like stay like keep it, it, that comes up that phrase i hear a lot for sure and mm -hmm. it's like um you know there's a mountaintop there's a million ways to get to it like the one that's not working right now is just one of them so yes. like, we just keep going you know until we get there mm. Well, that's leadership. That that's yeah. leadership. Period. Like that's what it is. I, I have. Know, I don't know how to get there, but that's where we should go. Who's with me? So, but what's what? What I'm what I'm interested in is is drilling into these I, these individual Venn diagrams because I mm. think the clearer we are on those, the the more like fun they are. The more like useful. Yeah. Useful they are, and I'm seeing like I'm I'm feeling like those things that you have noted are consistent with me all the way back mm. are i was never passionate about those those were just right. who i am right right that's normal now would my soul die if i was stuck in a ministerial position where all i was doing was administering a system that was always working like clockwork and i had I, my soul that probably is you know i'm just i don't know but i think that is the definition of my hell i think that would be the worst for me rubber stamping of a system that works <laughs> right so, so i think it makes like, you wonder what your real motivation people, is but other right i'm gonna break the shit out of this thing so, so that i can, can have a, a job hero. yeah right so but but that's not for everybody you know and yeah. some people really do like the comfort of a system that's working and and so forth but like anyway like that doesn't feel like a passion to me necessarily and it's people, not like, no it's not this, it's explicitly this, this not. comes up 
Yeah. I mean, this comes up all the time. Like, well, what do you want to do? Well, I, I, I have a really hard time answering that because I could apply what I care about to anything. And so, and then people don't care. So I'll say like, well, they'll be like, well, what do you, what do you want to do? And I say, well, like, I want to make Rhode Island a better place. And then I can, all right, be more specific. All right. Well, I want to make better government way, deliver right? better for Rhode Island. Okay. You, so you take all right, well, where do you want to do that? The better is the problem word there. So what, whatever the thing is, but like I can aim me at any of, I, I could be applied in any of the departments at the, in the state of Rhode Island and mm-hmm. I would be happy. Mm-hmm. Like I don't give, I, I, I so care, I like, do it. I care about healthcare? Yes. Mm-hmm. But I would also care about any of like transportation. Like that would be yeah. fine too, you know? <laughs> right. So why um, worry about it? Like there's nothing to worry about. I don't, right. I don't worry about it. Um, it's, it's definitely not a worry of mine, but when people say to me, like, what are you passionate about? Mm-hmm. It's hard to bring anything clear to that, you know, that, and I don't know how anybody brings something clear to that. Like I can clearly see it. that just pick it. <laughs> that somebody wants to be like, they're passionate about like mapping the ocean and they yeah. want to know how deep the Marianas trench is. And they spend the next 20 years figuring yes. out what's Great up example. with the Marianas trench. Like right. that makes sense to me. Yes. You know, that's specific and it's clear. Super specific. You know? Right. But I mean, but like leading people to a better place is actually pretty clear too. But I see what you're, I see what you're saying, but it is very clear. It's just not a clear application of that passion. So, right. So what are so we asking applied, for? Right. So it could be applied in many different ways, but it's, st- yeah. I still would put that in the passion category. It's like, I, yeah, I might not even be great at it, but I've done it a couple of times. It makes me feel great. It lights me up. It's, it's a passion. It like, I've totally get off on it. Uh, so how would you take this? So I, without exception, think about the stars and astronomy mm. every day mm-hmm. that I clearly passion to the point where Emma's like berating me at once a month, at least she'll say, have you applied to NASA yet? <laughs> right. So is that a passion of mine? Yeah. Yes. Yes. You do it without getting paid. I don't paid. spend very much time on it. Well, it's a, ho- it's but kind I, of like I, a hobby or an interest. Like, like I could spend 18 a- hours a day on space. You could. Oh yeah. Well, d- dude, you there's, yeah, that's one. Love it. Like bushcraft, knives, I, like I are passions of mine. I love being able to start a fire with flint and steel. It just gets me off. Yeah. Can being, I make money out, at like it? Being, no. out, being in the outdoors, absolute passion. I, I have no sure. desire do to be I in the outdoors whatsoever. Nope. <laughs> but I like, yeah, I mean, I spent, I, I'll spend 18 hours a day in the third floor of a room that's too hot mm. or too cold. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like uncomfortable and, and uh, you know, but where... I would be actually getting energy and actually receiving benefit. It would be, you know, walking around uh, on a trail mm-hmm. or, you yeah, know, it's stuff like I, that. What I, I think like? I was born for <laughs> hiking and exploration, but I don't do that. I do it a little bit. I, I give myself yeah, some no, credit, you're, but you're I, yeah. I, I think I'm born for it. I think my body was born. I think everything is lined up. That's what I should be doing. That sounds but like overlap do between talent or, or, nature your your superpower something that feels like overlap between those two circles and then it's like well what do you do you know start leading canoe trips or something like you know what's the market for that and you're gonna have most people when they really get rolling with this they can come up with a dozen things in for the 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 passion and skill circles the market one is the one that becomes tricky but i i don't know what to do with the market one unless the first two are solved right right because then you just and turn I, into an opportunistic, opportunistic like bro who's chasing VC <laughs> dollars to become a billionaire. That, you know that that's that's what happens if you start with the market circle. Is you just a, a mercenary? Where can I, don't I make think the, the most v- money? Kong are investing that much. So I don't. I I think this is all right. Like I I love where like the conversation went. I think it the devil does end up being in the details. Like when you're asking a new person, like you've actually done this and you've seen how this framework works for human, actual human beings. Mm. So I think this is like super compelling. Mm. I, and I'm just thinking about it. Like I hear it a lot in my life. Like just what, it, what do I, it's like f- follow your heart and the money will come kind yeah, of a yeah. thing. And do what you love. Yeah. I, and I almost feel like it's not doing justice to how valuable it is to have um, income. Right. Yeah. Again, I, I think it's good advice in the macro, in the macro, I think it's good advice, but in the micro, it doesn't give you any direction. You still have to make all the decisions. Well, if, if, if that's the case, then it's not it's advice. It's not good advice. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not only, any advice. It's only useful in retrospect, which therefore is not advice. Right. Like it's, it's not like, 
if it can't be used as a framework for you picking music or or if it has to be rationalized away after the fact because now you're doing something that you do love it's not actually actionable the thing about it it's like the, i'm sorry you're, i'm sorry that didn't thing didn't pan out for you but now try something else and that next thing that you try may also not pan, pan out for you and then you'll well, try the, something else yes that's the and then you may get hit by a bus before you start doing the thing that would well, actually catch on yeah you know right that's the exploration part though like until you know what the thing is and then you can go you know you can zoom in on it you have no choice but to explore you know and but do you think there's do you think there's any measure of like taking the music example for you like i don't i actually don't understand why that didn't land i do you know know exactly why I, i feel like the overlap between you and john mayer is like yeah it's only like it's like 90% and you're a better singer than he is. So like, yeah, I'm really, not a great singer. it's, it's very confusing to me. So I like, I know exactly. I why. don't because I, like if you, but if you wrote up your framework here yeah, and yeah. you were advising you back then, Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think it would send you in a different direction? 100%. I, I could have stayed in music. So, I could have actually made a living in music if I used this framework back then, or if I had a coach. So, that, so talk about that. That's unless you got, I yeah, know, I get, I I'm late for dinner, but we should, we should pick it up on that one. Like if I, what advice would I give to my 20 year old musician self? Yes. I, I wouldn't run have this, taken run it, you, by the way. I wouldn't have taken it. That's fine. That's yeah. fine. But I think this is where the rubber meets the road. Like where the, you know, where, cause otherwise like I, I, I will just come back to, well, I'll get hit by a bus while I'm experimenting through this stuff each. Yeah. If I, mean, I can't set up the framework for kill myself. No, no. I, only like if, if like the person that's saying to me, like do your passion and the money will come, that has to work. Yeah. This time <laughs> for it. No, no. It, but if I, I do, you, but if I do your framework, uh-huh. right. Uh-huh. And, but if it's, if you're telling me that I have to do this and then this and this again, then you're not advising me. Yeah, you know, you're you're actually turning me on to Seth Godin's advice a little bit more because he does. Well, we we have to talk about it next time. So like like what are we gonna yeah. next time? What's the what's the bookmark? The advice to my younger book, self. Yeah, that that's the bookmark. Run run twenty eighteen year old John through the framework and see see what we get. Mm, yeah, time machine. Love it. <laughs> All right, cool. That's fun. Yeah, my dinner's getting cold, so I gotta run. But yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Always fun. Yeah. Have a good night. You too. All right. Bye.